I want to, before we hear, I do want to hear from Aryeh and Shmuley, but I, I want to hazard, I felt the Shabbos was a magical Shabbos. I don't think I stand alone Very in loving much. the Shabbos, and a lot of it's true, and a lot of the Torah over Shabbos was phenomenal. Maisha, we today or tomorrow? A lot of the Torah over Shabbos was phenomenal. We were Zoichet here from Shleima, from Manny, from Reb from Reb Mendy, from Rabbi Shapiro, a lot of beautiful Torah. I want to I wanna talk about two points over Shabbos. I want to say that the sogi of Nadav Aviyu is something that, that I connect to, I relate to a lot. It's, it's like a meaningful sogi, the sogi of Nadav Aviyu. Just, Klai Yisrael was in a tremendous celebration. We were inaugurating the Mishkan, the place of Ashras Hashchina. Hashem was dwelling amongst us, this awesomely good feeling, something that Klai Yisrael craved and wanted, a relationship to Hashem. The Mishkan was a place like the Beis HaMikdash, that you experienced Hashem's presence. And in the middle of the heart, the eighth day was like the Spitz. Remember, the first seven days, Maish Rabbeinu served as the Kohen Gadol. And then the eighth day we transitioned, Aaron HaKoyin is now going to run the Beis HaMikdash. Things are like getting into place at the heart of the celebration. And the celebration is marred. In the middle of the whole celebration, there's this tremendously sad event in the middle of the celebration, Nadav Aviyu, both Anifter. And... And they both pass away, these two giant tzaddikim, big, big, big people. Aaron Akoyan, Aaron, the most beloved figure in our entire nation, maybe in the history, in the history of our people, the most beloved person. And his two sons pass away at the height of the celebration, at the day, on his day, when, he's, when he becomes Kayin Gadol, and both his children pass away in this einish, in this punishment in front of all of Klal Yisrael. And, and it's called, it's called B'Kroi Vayekadesh. Through those that are close to me, somehow there was a Kiddush Amayim. Somehow there was a sanctification of Hashem's name, and it was a Kiddush Shamayim. There was a Kiddush Shamayim that came about. It's very, very painful, Sogyo. We, the way we look at ancient punishments, and Maish Rabbeinu says to Aaron and takes comfort that a great Kiddush Shamayim came about. Now we would say with Misa Sadikim that a Tzadik being Nifter is a terrible, it's, it's Refas Beis HaMikdash, it's gadol, it's kafel, it's double, the burning of the Beis HaMikdash. And here there was an element of tremendous Kiddush Shemayim. Now, the tzaddikim with nifter was very evident to all of Klal Yisrael that the achet was done. There was an avera. Klal Yisrael saw it, perceived the achet, and saw there's something called din. There's wrongdoing and there's din. They did not perceive it as an angry Hashem. They did not perceive it as Kirvas Hashem is not possible. They saw it, there was a Kiddush Amayim and good things came about. It's a difficult sogya, but there was Kiddush Amayim. Maish Rabbeinu said that I thought me or you were going to be the source of the Kiddush Amayim, the Kroivayakadesh. And now I see they're more Roy than me and you. And the Kiddush Shemayim 
happened through Nadav Aveyu. This is the this is the sugya. This is the sugya Nadavaviu. The reason I said that I feel like this whole parsha, and I like analyzing and looking into the parsha in yeshiva. We lost two bachram on the way to the yeshiva. Here I don't. Here was talking about a chet, but here driving up to yeshiva two bachram and after years ago, and anybody who's observed our yeshiva it was a turning point. Now it's not something, it's, 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 there's a comfort to it, there's a comfort to it. It's not something, oh now I understand, and certainly here by the parish of the Torah there was a specific chet, there was something, here wasn't a chet, but there is a comfort that things, peop, things positive things occurred, it's still a tremendous sar, but there's a great comfort in that, that there was part of a plan of Hashem. I've told the guys that the Sefer Torah we had here in Yeshiva, the first time we ever lay in the Sefer Torah was the words. This, the first time we ever read from this Sefer Torah were the words, Achrei Mai Shnei Bnei Aaron. The Karbun Lefnei Hashem V'yamusa was the first words ever read from this Sefer Torah. So the, the Sogya of Navadavaviyu always drew me and for many years, always for many years has drawn me and interested me. These two tzaddikim that at the heart of the celebration were nifter and it caused an effect on Klai Yisrael, a positive effect. So turning I, point for I don't want to use the word turning point. Clearly there was some positive effect. There was some positive effect on Klai Yisrael. If you want to know ever, ever if you, Rahman and somebody has a, you have a friend who has a loss, the biggest comfort and the only comfort is doing things li'ilu'i nishmas It's the only comfort. Whenever you tell, I, I've, I've been around and people have loss, we got together, we learned li'ilu'i nishmasai. We did this as an ilu'i for his neshama is a tremendous comfort. I think the comfort, why that's so comforting is that establishes the person still in Oilam, is in Oilam Abba, the person still is. The fact that you're doing something for their neshama, that it matters is a truth, and being mechazek that truth is a great comfort. I'll tell you a story with Abchaim Kanievsky, just because we're on the topic of this comfort. I heard this, my wife and I heard this, it's a clip, from the man himself, there's an Eretz Yisrael Dicker, an Israeli, and his son was killed in, by, by, by an Arab terrorist. In combat he was a soldier, and an Arab terrorist killed his son. He went to Reb Chaim Kanievsky, and the grandson of Reb Chaim said, Zayda, do you know who this is, when he came in? Do you know who this is? And Reb Chaim, I don't know if it, Reb Chaim did have Ruach HaKodesh, that's, that seems clear, that he knew things he had no way of knowing, that there are too many stories. It seems very clear he had Ruach HaKadosh. Reb Chaim said, yeah, I know who he is. He's the father of the Gboire Kayach. He said he knew he was. Reb Chaim, <laughs> Reb Chaim did not see the news. He knew who he was. He knew he was the father of the soldier. Now, this soldier was killed on Lag Boimer. And the, the father comes, the, the grandson says, do you know this is? He said, yeah, he's the father of a soldier who was killed. He knew who he was. Then Reb Chaim tells this father that I want you to know. I want you to know your son 
to, your son is next to the Kisei HaKavad. Chaim tells this Yid, your son is next to the Kisei HaKavad, and he's worth right now Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shirin Bar Yechai. Remember, he was Nifter on Lag Boimer. He's worth Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yechai. That's what the father tells the Israeli. And he, the, the, my wife and I heard this clip from the Israeli guy. He said Rabbi Chaim was like <coughs> stroking his cheek, like, like being very warm and nice to him. And he told him that your son is by the Kisei HaKavad, next to Rabbi Bar Yechai and Rabbi Kiva. The guy said he was very comforted by Reb Chaim, and he left. On the way out, he stopped by a gas station. And when he stopped by a gas station, I think it was a lady, a lady comes up to him, and she says to him, you know, I'm so sorry, she, in Eretz Yisrael, everybody knew him, he was on the news, and everybody saw, he was the father, it was his only child, who was Nifter, killed by an Arab, on Mark Boimer. So this lady says to him that I had a dream about your son. He says, tell me. She said, I dreamed, and in my dream I was shown that your son is by the Kisei HaKavad, and the two people next to him are Rabbi Kiva, Roshim Bar Yechai. That's what, this lady at a gas station on the way to Rabbi Chaim, he said he turned to the heavens and he just started screaming, what do you want from me, Hashem? What do you want from me, Hashem? Now, I don't think he was yelling angrily, what do you want from me? I think he felt very much... Did anybody see Yaakov? You saw this clip? It's pretty cool. A Maisa Shaya. This is a Maisa Shaya. You could look. You saw the clip, Biggie? The, but I want to say that the great, great comfort to people that you're doing things, Lilu Nishmasam, of the departed, is tremendous. I've seen this in a deep way. In a deep way, you, you want to comfort somebody. Rachman Litzlan, you, you, you have a family you're close to who went through loss. The thing that comforts, I have a childhood friend who was Nifter now going back about, about 30 years ago, a little over 30 years ago. Was Nifter my age? We were youngsters, he was Nifter. My friend Rabbi Kilson, the chizuk he gives to the family, he does a lot for Le'ilu Nishmas, this departed friend. And he learns and he remembers the yurts and he's always learning and davening and making programs. And it gives a tremendous comfort to the family. Now this first of all, because it's mechazek, that Olam Haba is a real place. Olam Haba is a real place. That the neshama cares when you do things in the And the fact here that Aaron HaKoyin is told by Moshe Rabbeinu, B'Kroi Ve'Yakadosh, Kiddush Shamayim happened because of them. I could tell you this yeshiva, it's not, we have every year in Eli and Dani's yard set, we do something that's very, it's from the most special days of the year. Guys who've been through the yeshiva, we have Eli Mayer back home, welcome home Eli Mayer. We have Yanke back home, we have Baruch back home. Every guy can be made that one of the special days on the calendar is Eli and Dani's yard set. But it's not stam that we do something shimler in the shmasam. The yeshiva changed, but I can't explain. I, I probably could articulate it better. Something changed when they were nifter. Something changed. I could tell you things in me changed. Things about the yeshiva changed. All the friends became serious b'nei Torah. There's a big thing, there's a big comfort in that. There's a big comfort that it matters to Eli and Dani. And there's chuyas 
there's, there's tremendous merit. Now, I'm not saying, therefore, there's a tsar. Nobody's being pretend a tremendous tsar. But there's a tremendous comfort. Maish Rabbeinu, it comforts his brother Aaron. That I thought, this, uh, this is the most true place. There's not, this is, a tr- this is the Tyrak Daisha. And Maisha says to Aaron, I thought, I knew there was going to be tremendous Kiddush Amayim. I, I don't know Pshat Maish, and I'm wondering, Yehuda, Yehuda Zalman, I need to know this. I want to read the Rashi to you, and I'm curious, Shimler, I need you to teach me Pshat Shimler. Listen to this Rashi, Chever, and tell me what you think, because I'm curious. Listen to this line. Amr loy Maisha Aaron. Maisha says to his brother Aaron, after his brother just lost his two kids, holy tzaddikim, Achi, my brother, Yodeya hayisi, I knew sheyiskade shabayis b'miyuadav, that the Beis Amigdosh would be sanctified through those close to Hashem, yuadav, those that are yada, those that are very, very tight with God. I knew the Beis Amigdosh would be sanctified by those closest to Hashem, b'miyuduav shalmakim, those that are really tight with God. Sover, I tell you the truth. I thought I'd be a bach. It would be me or you. Now I see shehem menu mimcha. They're bigger than us, and it became sanctified through them. And my question, when he said I thought it would be me or you, did he mean I thought we would die, or he meant I I knew that there's going to be kiddush shemayim. I thought, I knew this was going to be a, ch- I was ready for this day. I sensed it. We're building a Mishkan. I thought me and you would energize the Jewish people, not by dying. Not by dying. I, I was picturing Moshe's service and the whole Klal Yisrael goes wild. Aaron, the first day you serve and the place changes us for history. Moshe Rabbeinu cares about Klal Yisrael getting close to Hashem. Did he mean one of us dying? I don't know. Everybody assumes he means me or you dying. He means, that's what he means. Everybody, I always assume my whole life. I was always taught this Rashi Shimler that I thought it would be sanctified by me or you dying to our death. I don't know if that's true, Shimler. Is that how you learned? What? What does Rashi mean? Me or you would be the Ketusha. Now I see it's them. Did he mean the departure of me or you? I don't know. Could you research that, Shemla? You know what I'm asking? You're the head of you learn the Rashi. What? Doesn't say... I, it would be muktash b'miyuadav. It would become sanctified through miyuadav shalmakim to those close. I me. thought it would be me or you. Does he mean? I don't know if he means the departure. Bikrei vayekodesh. Those close to me, I'm going to make a holiness. And then he says, I see. This is how it happened. Lemay said the reality is that Nadavaviu's departure energized Klaisel. There, there was a sin. Klaisel didn't see. What were you saying? How did they energize? What did they do? Didn't they do something bad? They they were big tzaddikim. They were big tzaddikim. 
and the, to a holy place, and they were nifter. There was something they, they were nifter, and somehow it changed. It's not about, it's not about, they saw the holiness of the base of Megdash. They didn't, not one person looked at another of you in any bad way. We, they, we all were nishtaymen from them, and we understood. Like yeah, drunk, and they just went. No, 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 no. That's what that, but that's what These were the G'day Le'adar. We learned what the base of Megdash was. We're like, wow, this place is serious. They were, they, they, <laughs> I promise you, they were not like sitting. If you picture two guys walking in drunk, they were gedoyli ador, shining like the sun. B'tzarayim, we'll talk what it means. We'll talk what it means. They, they were huge people. They weren't drunk. They did. No, no. One shot is they were shetuya yai, and it means something. It means something. We'll, we'll discuss. We'll discuss some of the pshatim said over Shabbos in a few minutes. But there was some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the smichas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Aaron. I want Shimmy to research this. It doesn't change much. I'm just not sure. I always assumed I thought me that he was saying I thought me or you'd be nifter. I don't know if that's what it means, but I thought me or you would energize, would be the source. Bikrayvayakadesh through those close to me, I will become holy. And I see Nadavavi, you cause tremendous. And that's what he said. Whatever shot you learn in this, Shemi is going to research Yoda. But he said to Aaron that your two children spurred a tremendous movement of, of Kedusha. That's what happened. Klaiso was like, wow, this place is serious. This is, and it brought a sense of, of connection to Hashem, came from this. That's what Aaron told Maish Rabbein. That's what Maisha told Aaron. And that is a great, great comfort that they matter and continue to matter. That's the same come for doing things lili nishmasam. They matter and they continue to matter. That's a tremendous, tremendous source of comfort because it speaks to the reality that there's a place called Oilum Abba. It speaks to that reality. Secondly, because they're still getting zechuyos. A lot of the difficulty of departure is your chav shimen You don't get further merits. So if people are doing things, oh, they're getting more. The gra was, before he was nifter, lifted his tzitzis. He said, I'm, the gra, in his last moments on this earth, said, I'm departing a world that for a few gratian, few pennies, you could buy strings and, get, and, and, and serve Hashem. You could, it's like an amazing world. But with my choice, I can decide, hey, should I go to a rave? No, I'm going to buy tzitzis. Should I, hey... With my choice, an incredible world. And the grub was very emotional. And he said, I'm leaving a world that for a few pennies I could like decide to serve Hashem. <laughs> and there you don't have that decisions. And the grub was emotional about departing from this world, excited and anticipating a wonderful place. But the decision and choices to buy uh, strings with a few pennies, you could serve Hashem, a Meyer person can make a bracha, can bench, it's a meredekavelt. And the grub was very emotional, departing. So a tremendous comfort to people who've lost is, is that things in this world are still happening because of their choices then, things are happening now. That's a tremendous comfort that they're still being piled and causing active things and Mimela acquiring new merits in Eilum That's a tremendous comfort. I want to say uh, this story is very, very 
I connect to this story because the fact that there was a lot of change in yeshiva and growth is a tremendous source of chizuk to me. Is a source of chizuk. Again, it doesn't make the tsar and difficulties disappear, but it's a great source of chizuk that they're still impacting. They're still impacting in yeshiva. Today, that, that guy is steiging better. It's not a shayla. Change the yeshiva. It's more of a sincere place, authentic. It stopped being... I, I, I've articulated over the years some of the changes that happened. But, um, but that chizuk is a tremendous chizuk that Moshe says, Taran, they caused a tremendous amount of growth. That's what it sounds like? What's the Lushen of Rashi there? But it says death, Badafka? Then they found out Mishu was a fool. So it says, Bekroi Ve'a Kodesh meant Misa. So interesting that it has to be through that. That so confuses me. And what would have been the Ketushi? He thought me or you would do a sin. We, almost like you can't be perfect enough, but that would show people that it's a very important place. The, the difference is over there didn't sound like it was Maisha or Aris, and like it was supposed to be someone. I'd like to see, I'd like to see, I'd like to see it, I'd like to see that Rashi. Shims, if you do research, if you show me that Rashi. Here Rashi is Oibi Oibach. That's what Rashi says. I want to I wanna share... Avi asked what their sin was. There was a sin here. I want to say that there's many pshatim and chazal what their sin was, Avi. And you could be certain, by the way, that it's very subtle. It's very, I, have a, I, I have a shtickle funny line to share with you, like a funny thing. Everybody knows on Hanukkah, the Beis Yosef asked his famous question, why do we have eight days of Hanukkah? There was enough oil to last for one day, so it's only seven days of miracle. It's one of the most famous questions in the history of questions. The Beis Yosef's question, earlier asked it as well. Now, there are hundreds of answers. There's svarim written. So I always thought, what a lousy question if there's so many answers. Must be a bad question. And Rabbi said, that's not the truth. The truth is that my friend, I'll say his name, he was a big tzaddik, Avig de Glazer. I had a childhood friend, and he was very, very sick. He's in Oilam Abad today. And Avigdor, I went to visit him in Queens, and I was sitting next to him on his couch. And he says, Daniel, I have four options of treatment, and I'm losing my mind, like deciding my life's on the line, and I'm trying to, I remember one was in Texas somewhere. He had four options what to do. So I said stupidly, I, I still like, I was so, I just wasn't worldly enough to hap. So I'm like, Victor, I'm so happy you have four choices. Like, Baruch Hashem, they're options. It was one of the dumber things I've said. But I was like, Baruch Hashem, they're options. Like, I, I, was, I was trying to be an honest dude. I like honesty. He was like fetching that he doesn't know what to do. And I was like, shouldn't we be so happy there are four options? He said, you don't understand, Daniel. If anything worked, then there's not four options. Then they do this. Four options means that nothing's simple. If there's something that just works, this they do, so then you have one option and you do it. Four choices means that, 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 that we're grabbing, we're trying. If, there, if a kasha has many answers, what do you know about the kasha? It's a bomb kasha. 
You know, if I ask you, why do you spell Avi, A-V-Z-I, why is there a Z in the name? How many answers are to that question? One, there is no Z in Avi. There are not four answers to a bad question. A stupid question has one answer. You're wrong. If there are many answers, because of very strong cash, not so easy, see, you're grappling. That's what my friend, Avik the Glazer, taught me. If there are many answers, what do you know about the Kasha, Pinyamin? If somebody's sin is coarse and bad, there are not many machlaiks in what their sin was. It's very clear what they did. Kairach, there's no big machlaikis what his sin was. Another vaviyu, big tzaddikim, there's different pshatim and chazal. You have to like, mamish get the shayrish. There were two tzaddikim serving Hashem, mamish, big ways, big stuff. Big, big stuff. And then you have to work and chazal and the, the mefarshim dig down to like, to nail it down what the sin, it's subtle. So over Shabbos, what was expressed by Manny, by Reb Brownstein, Reb Brownstein Schlitt and Manny expressed to us over Shabbos is something that's, that it's, it's a very important part of our life and a very important lesson. And what they both said, they, they really asked the Kasha, really it's a Kasha, because if you read the Psukim, it speaks about their chet. It says, mm-hmm. They each took their pan. They put a fire. Now keep in mind, the fire had come in Hashemayim. An amazing miracle happened. This miracle, the Medrash says, this fire didn't go out for hundreds of years. The fire stayed in the Mishkan, then in the Beis HaMikdash. A fire came from Hashem and ate the oil and the chalavim, and the whole nation saw it. It's amazing, Kiddush Shemayim, that an Eishmin HaShemayim came down in the Mishkan, and all of Klal Yisrael saw, remember, the Mishkan is a place you experience God's existence. And in front of Gans Klal Yisrael, we're all sitting there, they had put an oil on the Mizbeach, a fire came from heaven and consumed, and all of Klal Yisrael saw, you just saw there, and a fire came down. Amazing, you experience God. And then Aaron his two sons, see this? All of Kleisos in a state of just ecstasy. We just experienced Hashem. We're around Nadavaviyu. Things are. Wow, wow, wow. Welcome home. You know what I'm going to do. Oh. <laughs> Welcome home, Shemi. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, <coughs> That was like on cue. Good. We're talking about good feelings, like on cue. So here, Klal Yisrael sitting in the, in the Mishkan, and Aaron HaKain's first day of service, Baruch, and an Eish Menashemayim comes and consumes the Karbonis, and everybody's fired up. Comes Nadav and they take their pan, and they put their own fire. Very interesting. There's a fire in Hashemayim that came and didn't go out. But they put their own fire. Vayasim l'ketairus, they put ketairus. Vayakrivu l'fnei Hashem eish zara, a foreign fire. They wanted their own fire. Hashemayt siva isam, that they weren't commanded. And then the Torah describes they were nifter, vayamusu. They brought their pan and Avoida and a f- their own fire, and they died. 
reason. Doesn't say the reason. Later on, next to the parsha, next to the parsha of Nadavaviu, it says Yayim Vishekh Al Tesh, don't drink wine. And you won't die. And Chazal speak out that they died, they they were Shisui Yain, they were drunk. Now it has to fit into these psukim, which said they brought a fire that Hashem didn't command. They were drunk with it. So Manny said, right, Brownstein elaborated on this, that it means they were drunk. Yayin represents, and he brought psukim and shir Hashirim, that Yayin represents the person's own passion and the person's own enthusiasm, what came from people. He spoke out, that friendship with you, Hashem, is better than wine. Yayin represents the pilpul chaveirim, that which the chacham extrapolate from Torah. And daydeich, your friendship, is that which comes directly from Hashem. I'd rather friendship with you, Hashem, than all the yayin. Means, explains the Ger Rebbe, that in the service of Hashem, of course, there's enthusiasm. Of course, there's our own feelings, our own style. But it has to be rooted in Sivli Hashem, what Hashem commanded. I want to tell you, Shimler, when I felt this the most. If I once saw something at the Kaisel, I think many guys here will relate this. At the Kaisel, you meet the most interesting people in the world. And I once saw a guy, my own eyes, not somebody told me, I saw this. A man had a huge shoifer at the Kaisel, this huge shoifer. He was dressed all in white. He climbed on top of a bima at the Kaisel. And he started blowing the shoifer wildly on top of the bima, all decked in white, standing on the bima, blowing the shoifer. Now, if you first, Azam is a crazy dude. He's on the thing, decked in white. Either he's Mashiach or he's crazy. <laughs> blowing a shoifer, a huge shoifer. The irony at the Kaisel is nobody blinks. It's like, yeah, okay, another guy, like, that's a regular Monday at the Kaisal, like, you don't even flinch, like, <laughs> the tourists are all snapping pictures, like, Yiddishkeit is fascinating, and you pass by, you're like, yeah, okay, okay, you know, <laughs> he's standing on the bima at the Kaisal, on a bima, blowing a shoifer, and I want to tell you that I understand the guy, I understand the guy, I mamish get him, He's not as weird as you think. And there are a lot of such guys, people, people, it's not a nice name, I've heard it called Walnuts. I've heard not derogatory names at the wall, different people doing interesting things. And I want to say that I understand this. <laughs> I understand this ever. Okay. It's like a delayed laugh now. Okay. <laughs> I want to say, Hebra, I want to say... <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, Hebra, that I understand these guys, Baruch. Everybody wants, everybody wants to serve God. The whole world wants eternity. Everybody wants something more than fleeting. It can't be life is just fleeting. And everybody wants a connection to the eternal. Everybody wants that which is important. Everybody wants to do important things and, and things that are meaningful, which means to co- connect to the eternal, everybody. 
Seven billion people want eternity. And the sense of a guy at the Kaisel's, oh, grab a shaifer, like a sound is very spiritual. He grabs the shaifer, he's jumping, God, I want something eternal. I get him. I think you're weird if you don't want to stand on a beam and blow a shaifer. If you don't have some version of that, you're a weirdo. You're not in touch with yourself. You're just not in touch with yourself. You're a dishon. If you don't have that, you want to, and you'll see people at the Kaisal on the strangest talais and begadim zachim standing on the head, all different mishagasim, because you also want that. Except the mistake is that all eternity, the engine, what Manny called the engine, the root of service, the root of eternity has to be Tzivu Yashem, God commanded. By the way, there's room for the shaifer and the blowing and standing on a bimah. We call, I call it Hidr Mitzvah. In a mitzvah, after a mitzvah, yeah, yeah, yeah go crazy in your tefillin, but, but in your tefillin. At the root, at the base of your service is God was mitzvah, God la mitzvah God commanded you. The energy of all that you do is you were told by Hashem to do it. Now you have to picture what happened here. We have a base on Migdash, we have the Hashem showed up. Hashem showed up. And the base on Migdash has a series of very exact roots to serve Hashem. A very exact ways, their sizes and measurements. Somebody described, if you think about the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash, the Tzivuyim, the exactness of the measurements, this by this by that, but there's a place of spirituality let loose. And yet there's an exactness to the Avaid that has to be done. Shlomo Goran described to us, learning Kudshim, right hand, not left, left, not the exactness of Kudshim. This is the Mikdash, this relationship to God. And that's rooted in a way, there's a way, there's a system, there's a method, there's Sivu Yashem, there's I told you how to do it. And the engine that, that, that's, that drives the whole thing is that God commanded you to do it. You, I, I told this to the Hebrew before, that I once, I'm a very competitive guy. I'm a competitive guy. And one time, early in my career living in Waterbury, Hanukkah always coincides with Yom Edom, with the Goyish day. And one year I was like frustrated. The Goyim had so many lights, and I was asking, did the Goyim outdo me? The guy, they're putting lights the whole waterberry through their yard, over their roofs, through their trees. I don't know how they do with the trees lining. They mamish, I get one light, they get a zillion lights. And I was like thinking about their lights and our lights, their lights and our lights. You know, the menorah pirsum Nisa, and then the Goyish neighbor, mamish, the Yid has like two measly lights, and he has... And Yaakov, what, what, what hit me, what occurred to me, but we were commanded on those lights. Asher Siva. All the lights you want to put in the world, did anybody tell you that we were commanded to listen to the Chachamim? And we say, Asher Kedishanu you told me to do this light. All the energy, the juice, the power behind, and then by the way, have all your customs by that luck of dance and sing and go mishuga beseder. But at the shayrish, what drives this is asher kedushanu b'mitzvaysav. Vitzivanu, you commanded me. You told me to do this, Hashem. 
and all the things people are doing, did God, did you have any tzivu, Yaakov? Were you commanded to do this? Were you told to do this? That changes everything. Said Manny from the Ger Rebbe, that over here by Nadav Aviyu, there was a display of godliness, and they certainly had deep kavanas, deep intentions and deep knowledge of Avaidah, and each one got up in a tremendous enthusiastic display, and they brought an age Zarah Shalitzivaisam. But they, they brought something, I didn't command it. This wasn't what I told, it was their own fire. It was their own fire, it wasn't the age that Hashem brought down. Their own fire. And they brought an age Zarah and that's what the Gareb said when it means they were Shekhar, it was Yayin. It wasn't Daydeich, it wasn't the connection to Hashem, it was your own Yayin, which is wonderful when it's rooted in Daydeich, when it's rooted in Hashem's command. This was Shalai Tziva, I didn't tell you to bring it. I, 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 I want to point out an observation that I noticed, though, and I'm not taking leanings to each side. If you ever saw a chassidish Reb light near Chanukah, it's magical. Then the bracha, it's, Maishi went this year, Maishla went to watch the Amshin of a light near Chanukah. It's an experience, a magical experience. And then if you ever go, you watch a Litvish Gadol, light near Chanukah, Baruch Hashem, he lights, finish, quick, quick. Then he's like, what, what just happened? What did I just see? You're wondering what you saw. You're like looking for a little emotion. You're looking, you're looking. Now, what just happened? What are the two, what are the two things that have just happened? What just, what am I seeing? I want to tell you what I think you're seeing. And both are valuable. The Chesidish part is showing you the personal fire and passion. And you see that, and that's important in all mitzvahs. The Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the, 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 my own connection to the mitzvah, and a year going crazy from mitzvah Hashem, but his own ish. What the Litvish Gadol showed you is it's not about me, I'm doing Hashem's command. Almost nothing from Zichalein, Hashem's command. God told me to do it, and he does it with like. I don't, I'm not taking sides, and of course the Litvish have to have the Chesidish element, and the Chesidish have to have the Litvish element, and both have both. I think what they're each teaching, what they're each putting a dogish on, by the Chesidim Avada, the root of everything is God commanded. All my additions and excitement have power because God was Mitzvah, but I think each one's teaching us. Us bystanders can look in both You'll see in the Litvish Gadol, you'll just have a sense, God says and he does. There's a certain, this battleless, God said and he does. God said and he does. Of course, everything has things to work on. You're supposed to have the excitement. I'm, I'm not taking sides, and each one knows you need the other one. What do you say? So there's, it's zikr there, and they, they, their whole reasons why they conceal, they, they're worried it shouldn't become tainted. I'm just told what we can witness. What we can witness, there are reasons they conceal it. But it's there, it's there. You don't know what he did before. You don't know what's going on. But what you get to experience is God said and he does. That's what you get to experience. I'm talking about what the experience can show you. And of course the other, by the way, they're both true elements. 
But this word that Hashem was mitzavah, that Hashem commanded and I did, of course I want to add an excitement. And of course, and by the way, you're supposed to take the Eish of Hashem and with all the excitement, but Hashem tzavah, that, it's, that Hashem was mitzavah. So I wanted, that was one, that was one element that I wanted to share with the Chavah. Before, I'll, we'll hazard the second one. We are Aryeh and Shmuley here. Where's Shmuley? After that, this play shall should us both come up. You pick the song, whatever the song you want. <laughs> Nobody would complain if you did that again. <laughs> that was gorgeous. Where is Schimler? Is Schimler still here? Call Shimmy, I want him to hear. Yanke, welcome home. Ellie Mayor Martin, welcome home. Ellie. Amazing. <laughs> Ellie, you look like a million bucks. Excellent, Ellie. Excellent, Ellie. Yanke, it's true what we hear, how much Ellie's staying, it's all true. We're hearing, we're hearing back here. Kazak, Kazak. Yanke, welcome home. Excellent. You're doing without a guitar? You're doing without a guitar? Huh? Your second song you'll do with a guitar, you'll do whatever you want. What? I want to hear you. Where's the guitar? 
do one for the Chavra. That was a gorgeous song, Rabbi, no? What? Gorgeous song. I like, I like, I like when guys do initiative in the yeshiva. A guy stands up and creates and makes and puts something in the yeshiva. There's a guy here today, everybody loves the hockey in the yeshiva. And many, many guys have gained from it. It's just been a source. It's, it's, it's been a source of growth for many guys. And there's one person with determination and the way with humility, he let, the way he let other people thrive in it and get involved and even take over in different ways. But I want to thank Baruch for what he put into the issue. Thank you, Baruch. There are many, when a guy steigs here, Baruch, there are spiritual things. Any single guy learns, davens, grows, puts something here that lasts, that has an impact. Just in the simplest sense, there are spiritual ideas. The Chazanish would go to a street corner, Shimi. I promise you the Chazanish knew if somebody learned there hours before. There were spiritual forces, I promise you. The Chaz, there are stories with the Chazanish. Somebody would learn somewhere, the Chaznish knew learning took place there. They're real, real things. We're so arrogant. I don't see, I don't know. I promise a guy, Steigs makes a Ketusha here, that's reality. But we don't get to experience that world. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't see it, I walk in here. That's real stuff. Rev. Aaron, Rev. Aaron David won't change things in his house because Rev. Chaim walked on the floor. He doesn't want to change the floor. I promise they're real things. There's Kedusha and real things that go to a, that go to a place. I want to go to Kestir. I want to go to Rev. Shaila's place because they're real things there. He was an Oyev. He loved Yidin. My wife and I said, at some point, Be'ez HaShem, I will go with my family at some point. Because it's real. There's a Ketusha that a person puts there that's very, very real. We're very arrogant. I don't see. I don't know. Okay. Okay, so you don't see. So you see everything. You know everything. So that's real stuff. But what we could experience when a 12th grade steigs, he impacts a 10th grader. By that time, he becomes a 12th grader, impacts another 10th grader. So you tell me, guys, I promise a guy, Davin's Ernst, in ways we can see it impacts. But there are other ways. A guy puts sincerity here. There are things you bring to that place. I had this quirk on family trips, so I like going to interesting minyanim. I also get a kick davening in interesting places. I sometimes think maybe I'm the first guy, Mishashis and Mabracious, who davened here, who learned here, who just my family walks on, you walk somewhere, and you're at, we came to Durham. Maybe we're the first people in this spot on Hashem's earth. It's a big zach that you brought Kedusha to a spot. There's big things. The Chida, one of the great tzaddikim, traveled Europe, traveled the world. He was collecting the tzitzis. They're big things. There are things going on. When Erlicha people serve Hashem, there's, there's real stuff going on. But I love when we can see it with our eyes. When a guy starts a hockey team and the hockey team's going and people are getting closer to Hashem because they have good activities and places to express and places to connect and interact, I like seeing it. It just lets me visualize and touch. Akiva spoke about you remember that which your senses see. So I like when there are things in yeshiva. One guy, he started something a few years ago. It was very bold, Baruch. It wasn't easy, we took a lot of losses, but he started something and he put it together and he persevered. It wasn't, there were many, many obstacles, but he put it in 
And today it's like a given where this hot shot hockey team, but I appreciate the visual of a guy starting something and it lasted and it's having Paris. I appreciate that because that's a truth. It's a truth even when you don't get to see it. But I appreciate Shleiman to get to experience it. So I thank you, Baruch. It's meaningful. I appreciate that all the growth that you did in all the areas of friendship, of working through, of becoming such a cool, respected person in yeshiva. Baruch did a lot in yeshiva. This one visual that you made for us all is greatly appreciated. So thank you, Baruch. You know what I want to do this year for the alumni basketball game, Shimmy? I want to do this year's, there will be four teams. This is my new plan, Yosef. Tell me if you're asking Yosef Casper. The four-team tournament are going to be this year's varsity against last year's varsity. It's a little bit of a tumble in my house because it means Maish against Hudib. This year's varsity against last year's varsity against the dorm counselors, against the married alumni, Ike, Ezra Shulman. We'll put the maskim. I think that will have a lot of juice. Married alumni, dorm counselors, last year's varsity, this year's varsity. What do you hold, Maish? Who are some of the marrieds? We have, we have Ike. That's what I want to put together. They'll come. Ike, Ezra. Coach Shura. Coach Shura. Coach Shura. Coach Shura. Coach Shura. Coach Who else? Who are the marrieds? Menachem, who else? Sammy's Menachem Blazer. Not bad. Just that Ezra Shumla Avi Cohn would come up. <laughs> Shim, you like that idea? Just Ike and Ezra Shulman alone. So that's the Shiloh. The alumni day is a week from Wednesday, but I have it sad to do this week one night, get these four teams up here one night this week. That is juice, no? I like that. Really. You like that, Moya? Shim Zimaskin? Yeah. The dorm cats might be the favorites, can't I? Yeah, engage cats. <laughs> Who are you looking? <laughs> He's dorm cats. What do you mean? Penny's last years. Shims, you like this idea? There's some juice to that. I'll let them. We'll call A B engage. Like well, the marrieds can pick up an A B Resnick or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, a little cheating there. They said, "Will you let the married pick up A.B. Resnick or something, or Ellie David?" They'll pick up Ellie David and A.B. Or the married plus Ellie and A.B. Yeah, if Yosef lets. <laughs> the Durham Cats. You have a one-year winning streak. You won last year, right? You won. You, Yael, you guys won last year. <laughs> Chalk it up another victory. <laughs> <laughs> you won this. You went right? Maisha, am I crazy? Yosef and Yoel won this. You're not getting agreement. You beat the varsity in the gym. Right, we, like last year we did two alumni teams. No, no, we did the last year varsity, one alumni, the present varsity, and the dorm councils. You're forgetting your victories, Yosef? <laughs> Forgetting. This year we'll give you a big trophy. This way you won't forget. <laughs> How are you doing, nice one? What? Yassi, check this out. Shloima, come close. Check this out, Shloima. 
heart or say goodbye. How can I believe it? But you only just arrived. Running out of time. Only just started believing. I could soar above the sky. And it's not easy. You're not with me Feels like I'm losing part of me that I just met And the world looks scary My eyes get blurry Gotta hold on I don't want to forget Please help me hold on Don't let me forget Give me eyes to see your kindness and your antidote. Cause your friendship is the best thing that my heart has ever known. Give me songs to sing your praise. Give me tears to heal my pain. Give me truth to know my purpose. And let me always call your name. Cause I'm not ready to live this life alone. Give me courage and the strength to fight And let me know you're not leaving me behind I have to
I want to share something that Ray Shapiro said. I don't want to say he was grappling with something. He said like a teretz by Shalashudas, the holiest place of Shabbos. I don't want, I'm still, it's going to take me a while. I'm still working on his, his teretz, so to speak. But I want to describe what he was grappling with. There's something so important he was struggling with way before you get to his teretz. I, I spoke Friday night that I don't like answers too fast. I like questions better than answers. And I think it's very dangerous to answer people too fast. If a bacher in the dorm would go to Mendy and, and, be, and, is, and is upset about something, he has a real frustration, Mendy has a tremendous, tremendous intuitive part to himself. He would not answer the guy very much. He would live, he would, he would get involved with the question. You answer people too fast and too much on real questions, you crush them, you actually take away their choices. Even, even something as innocent, what should I do next year, is very dangerous to answer. What should you do next year? And what's the question? I get clearly, what do I want? Where do I want? What do I trying to get out of it? Help a guy ask the question, my Rebbe rarely, rarely answered us when we asked questions. He helped us with our question. You know, by the way, if you ask advice and somebody's constantly giving you answers, you probably should ask advice from somebody new. Because the answers are not by them, the answers are in us. The answers exist all in us. What we need is just help to clarify, to get clear, clearly our stadim. So... Rai Shapiro Baruch, yesterday Baruch, by Shalashudis, Rai Shapiro brought up something that I want to discuss for a few minutes. I'm thinking about his answers, and I'm not going to speak about them right now, how he addressed this. But he brought up two forces in our life, and I want to speak about it to the guys. He was talking about Aaron Akoyan's response, Vayi Doim Aaron, Aaron is silence. That Lushen of Doim, that amazing compliment of Aaron Akoyan in the face of losing two children and two tzaddikim, two big, big tzaddikim. Shoo. In the face of losing two tzaddikim, no, take him around. Take As long as he's not leaving. The, in the face of losing two tzaddikim, it says, and two children, it says Aaron was dumb, he was silenced. And there's a profound acceptance in his daim. In his silence is a tremendous, and we celebrate Aaron for eternity. Vayidoim Aaron, Aaron Akoyin's silence, his profound acceptance. And Rabbi Shapiro raised the issue. Esther Amalka says to Hashem, this is not where he came from, you can come from all different places. But there's a, a Bacher asked me in Yeshiva, we, one of the songs of the Yeshiva, right, Shapiro mentioned it, a Bacher asked me this question. We sing in Yeshiva, I know, I know, I know, we sing this song, I know, I know, I know, I, 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 we, 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 Abda de Kudshubrichu, Avdei Hashem. 
And the Bachar asked, you're saying Anna over and over and over. I, I, I like guys to know the words of the songs we sing. We say, I, I know, I know, I know, I, 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 we, we, we. Hello, isn't it about Hashem? So, it's at, right, Shapiro said that he knows the place, they switched the song. I know, 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 I I am very, very happy that we sing it. Abacher asked me, he said, no, to me, anybody who watches the trajectory of Yesheva, how guys steig, the first thing is, I know, I know, you, you, you. Before Avda Kuchibichu, there's something called a you. There's something called a you. I know, I know, I know, I know. Fakir, if you try to say Avda Kuchibichu before you have the I know, you don't become an Ebed Hashem. Maybe the secular school system would sing, they would take out the word, I know. This first to you. This first to you. One day your kid's going to tell you, and what's going to happen if I don't? You say you discovered there's a you who has choices. Give him a hug and a kiss. Excellent. There's a you. Wonderful. There's a you. There's a you. Excellent. It's a very good, in the words of Reb Berkowitz, Reb Berkowitz is one of the great Yosef's Rebbe, Reb Berkowitz. He said that if you say, if you say on, Kol man davar rachman letav avid, gamzu letoivu. Gamzu He said, Chaim Tzvi, Reb Berkowitz said, if you say gamzu letoivu, this too is for the good. He said, if you say it before you cry, it's very dangerous and wrong. You know Berkowitz, I heard Rebirk would say this. If you say Gamzu and you didn't cry first, he said, you're, <laughs> that's a guy who doesn't say, I know. Avdo, Avdo, Avdo. Dangerous song. First say, I know, many times, me, I. I know, I know, I know. For a long time, I, there's a me. Then, then I could bring me to Avdo Kutchabrichu. This is in all guys who get very from very easily. A guy stubs his toe, he should be a kapara. You didn't do anything. You, you, he lives angry his whole life. You're a fraud. This first, ouch! I hurt my toe, I'm so upset. Then you could bring yourself after you felt your eye. You say, one second, Hashem runs the world. There must be a let. The, the talk back, you bring Anah to be an Abdad Kudshabrichu. You bring yourself to Avaydis Hashem. So, Shapiro yesterday spoke about this balance of Ayidim Aaron, the silence of Aaron, of a profound acceptance and subservience and submissive to Hashem. Hashem knows what He's doing and working on me to the ani, to the I, to my own personality, my own understanding. Esther Amalka says, Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Zavtani, God, why do you forsake me? Which is very much me. Loma Zavtani, there's a me. I feel Hashem never, she knows Hashem never leaves us, but there's a me who feels a certain way. Loma Zavtani, why does it feel Hashem? I feel a certain way and it matters how I feel. And I want to bring myself, and he, right, Shapiro brilliantly discussed, and I, I'm, I need Kedarka, he says, I need weeks, to, he's been thinking about it for years. I need years, get weeks. He's been thinking about it a long time, and he had a shtickle I don't want to share right now. 
He had a beautiful shtickle. He like was magdir. He gave a geder when you're submissive and when you work on your ani, how you feel. He gave a geder to it that I don't want to say over right now. But I wanted to say one prat to what he said. He said that there's a bit, we dive in every scene, nafshi ka'afra lakoltiya. At the end of, um, at the end of Shemana Esrei, we say to Hashem, amazing prayer, we say, let my soul be like dust to everyone. Ka'afra, let it be like dust. And he said a line that Avram Avinu says, anoichi afra ve'efram, dirt and dust. Third and thus, and he spoke about, right, Rabbi Shapiro spoke about the ground. He said amazingly from Rav Hirsch that Adam, we're called Adam. Some people say Adam's Milash and Adama. He said Adam's Milash and Daim. Submissiveness. Daim is silence, acceptance. He said Adam is called, he who is submissive. Right, right, Shapiro brilliantly said about the dirt. The dirt gets rained on gets plowed, turned upside down, worms go through it. That's a form of plowing, Kiyadua. Dirt has a lot of things going on that happens to it, but at the end of the day, it emerges much better. From all the activities, it gets a better, it becomes better, it becomes more enriched and productive. And he said, a human being understand Hashem is working on me and working with me. And in understanding and accepting, there's going to be a better me that emerges. He described anger, that a lot of anger is, I would do it different. A lot of anger is, I would, not a lot, he said, anger is the peerish that I don't think this, this, I would do, if I was in charge, that's, anger is, I would do it different. If I was in charge, this guy wouldn't be my roommate. If I was in charge, that light would never be red. There wouldn't be traffic if I was in charge. My parents definitely wouldn't be these guys. If I was in charge, that's all anger is if I was in charge. And the goal of a person is Adam, is a Lushen Daim. He said from Rev Hirsch that the Lushen Adam is Melushen Daim. It's amazing. By Yidaim Aaron. The submissive is Hashem's working on me and he knows what I need. Now there's a part, there's a me. There's a me and knowing how to find the me and how I feel about it. I think our generation is struggling a lot because we want, especially like a response to school system a lot works on your submissive part. School system is because we said so. And get people today are like, excuse me? Because <laughs> we said so. And school system really asks you to forget you. You feel, hi. I'm here, like me, and school says, this is what we do, this is what you got to do. Now, there's an aspect that's very important, vayidim, to let yourself be worked on. There's an aspect, but there's an ani. Rabbi Shapiro worked when you do what? And he said, again, there at varim. But I wanted to speak about this aspect of Hashem's working on me, and I accept. He's, Hashem knows and knows what I need, and as I'm accepting, I'm being worked on. Hashem is doing things with me and bringing things out of me. But the acceptance of what Hashem deemed that I needed, there is an eye for Shurana, but there's Hashem, the incredible daim of Vayidim Aaron. Now, even in the Russian daim, I want to say, the Ramban says that Aaron was crying and he stopped. How did the Ramban know that? 
Vayidoim Aaron, the Ramban said he was crying, he had a coil, and he stopped. Other Rishonim speak out that Aaron Akayin had something he wanted to say to Hashem, and he didn't. That, and the, the way they get it is the Lashon Daim, it doesn't say Vayishtaik Aaron. Vayishtaik Aaron was he was just quiet. Daim is to bring yourself, that you have what to say and you're silent. If a guy stocks you out and you have no line back, it's a shtika. A dime is, I have what to say, but you silence yourself. There was what you could have said, what you could have responded. To the point that Mepharshim asked him, what would he have said? What would he have said back to Hashem? But there was something he could have said. But what we're saying, this, this the person taking the ani to a place of shtika. That it's not just the shtika, it's not the from, the opposite of Ayidaim Aaron is a guy quickly telling himself without processing, hey, I'm said Aaron was, the Ramban describes Aaron crying and feeling and coming to a place of shtika. Taking his anita, taking his ana to Abdul Kudshabrechu, that's Vayidaim Aaron. But that place of, of submissive, a person acceptance of Hashem's Zera, of Ratzon Hashem, in, in a profound way, in a meaningful way, that Hashem's working on me and bringing stuff out of me, we don't always see it. We don't always see it, we don't always know, but Hashem has a plan for me and is bringing something out of me. He's bringing something out of me. That understanding that He has a plan for me and is working on the me, that Bayidim that Rabbi Shapiro made us aware of, including the, the, the almost contradictory that there is an Anna, and then had to work out those two things. I don't like jumping to answers too fast, and certainly each of us figuring out the balance and the answer to that creates yourself. But that you know there's that aspect of submissive to Ratzon Hashem. Maran is very, very, very important aspect. A lot of, after certainly, the difference in Esther and 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 Vayidamaran is Esther is in a matziv where it's before the Maisa. Kaidama Maisha, she's praying, Kaili Kailama Zavtani. Arana Kain is after it happened. After it happens, Vayidamaran's in acceptance. I wanna share I wanna share something that Akiva balls and taught years ago in Yeshiva, and we'll close with this, Hevra. He, Baruch, he taught something incredible, and I want to close with this, on this slight contradiction, to something that Akiva Balsam taught us years ago. He asked the Kasha, there's something called the Tefillah Shav, that it's too late to daven. It's a Tefillah Shav. I have grappled with this for years. I have very, very, I get very anxious. It's probably a form of PTSD. When I see car accidents, I get Meshuradik anxious. And you see an accident, if it's anywhere near Durham, so I want to say, Hashem, it shouldn't be any yid, it shouldn't be one of us. And when you say that, it's not so posh, the accident happened already. <laughs> it happened already. And it's a tefillah shav to daven after something happened, that it, it ha- whatever happened, happened. Sakiva so Balsam asked, that what's like, what do you mean it's, it's like a wasted prayer? It's a prayer, you're asking Hashem, you're hoping. What's this Indian like, don't do it? What's wrong if you do it, Mo? What's wrong? See, you prayed so it happened. Like, what, what's, what's so bad? Like, I, I, what's, the, what's the problem? What's this tefillah shavak? You wasted time to it. Bittles man? 
What's this Indian of the Tefillah Shav Shemler that if it happened already, don't pray? What's so you prayed, okay, so it happened. Shucks. It's time to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing. What Akiva Balsam taught all Yeshiva brilliantly, he called this the Yid, the, the, the Yid Rebbe Bashkin, Maishi and I friend, our good friend of Shalom Rebashkin came to Yeshiva and said, this is amazing. He said every day in the morning, he had rayas from the Chayvah Salvavas, this is Amuna and Betachem. He said every morning he had the full, he was excited that Hashem's going to free him that day. And he said a Yid should always hope for goodness that he understands. But every night on the past day he celebrated that it was the best thing for me. It's like mind-blowing. In the morning, hopefully he's getting out. At night, understanding that was the best thing for me. And he said that before the Misa, the goal is to understand Hashem loves me and I'm allowed to ask and assume I'll get perceived goodness, goodness I understand. And that's the job, that you pray to Hashem and you beg and plead. And after the job is acceptance. If this is what you did, acceptance. That's what he explained to us. Akiva was mechaven. It was remarkable because Akiva, a few weeks before Shalom came, Akiva like asked the question around the yeshiva. Then he came and said this. It was like an incredible ashkocha. Akiva Bozum had just like raised this issue in yeshiva, the Tvil Hashav. And the answer is exactly what Vicky said. After you see the car accident, the job becomes Hashem did, he knows he did the best thing. Because that's what he did. That's the Vayidoy Marin. The after the act, the job is Vayidoy Marin. It's submissive to what Hashem did. He knows better. He's smarter. It's not, a, you know, somebody wrote a book, If I Were God, If You Were God. The Rabbi Shalom knows what he's doing. The Rabbi Shalom knows what he's doing. Vayidoy Marin. Says, Keli, There's a, I'm davening for something. I'm asking for, I'm asking for a goodness that I understand. That's what Akiva Balsam, Rashalm Rabashkin taught us. I wanted to share this over Shabbos. Vayidim Aaron Pasik was said. There's all that it Vayidim doesn't say Vayishtaik. It means he brought himself to that daim. What's the literal translation? To silence himself. Daim means silence. But it means he silenced. It means there was something that was there and he brought it to silence. So that's why the Ramban says first he was crying and then he brought to silence that submissive part that all of us can work on. The, the faith, Hashem's working on us. Hashem knows what's best. It follows like the words of Rebbe Berkowitz, which is Mamish Vayidam, that there's first the cry. He said, before you say Gamzu L'Toiva, there's a, there's a cry that you bring to Gamzu L'Toiva. That's the job of the Yid, Vayid Maran. But I wanted to speak this out. It's a difficult, Parsha Shmini has this difficult sugya. I wanted to speak out these two in Yanam, to really chazer, two important in Yanam for Shabbos, and share with the Chevra. Yeah. Be'ez HaShem will be Zaycha tomorrow. We'll have the normal 3.30 Musr. We'll hear from Bini Maishi. We'll hear. I'm going to ask also, I was like determined after learning with Shimi. I want one day this week. Shims, I want to feature Shims, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll figure out which day we'll get there. So prepare for us, Shims. Shims always has inspired words. We'll get to hear from Shims. I want to welcome, I want to say something about Yankov. I want to welcome Yaakov Manila back. 
and I wanted to say something that, that, I, that I found very inspiring by Yaakov. The yeshiva is a very honest place. And people work and people face things that are difficult. It's not a place where difficulties are buried. We're talking about I know, I know, I know. We're not saying to a guy, oh, Shaman's the world. Uh, I don't know. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I know. There's a me. And the yeshiva is a place people uncover the me. We build a lot of walls when you're young. A lot of walls, and we put up a lot of fake things because we're afraid of pain. It's an instinct. It's very good for when you're young. It saved our lives. But we build a whole fake world in all different ways. We all do it. It's a human thing that we do to protect. We have all different ways, different types of friendships, all different types of habits we do to bury pain and difficulty. And in the yeshiva, we very, very much ask that people take down walls. We call it a no walls yeshiva. But we ask, I, I, that's the taking off the coat by sheer. There are no coats during sheer. Take off your walls. Take off your coat. Who are you? Let's present yourself. And it, it, we ask this difficult thing. We ask. You ask. I've, I'm starting to change. I'm a Waterbury boy. And I'm being impacted by the chevra. We ask of each other for honesty. And we try very hard to be honest. I want to say something about Yaakov Manila that blew me away last year. There's an enthusiasm, an optimism, a smile, and a positivity. Sometimes when a guy's engaged in an honest process, so to his friends, to other people, I'm being honest, and it will feel very heavy. It will feel very heavy. It will overwhelm friends because I'm in an honest state. The capacity to be a balanced person and to be positive and give off positivity. Not everybody has to feel your process, what you're working through. That is a very, very balanced. If anybody has something on their mind, grief, one of the great art of grieving is learning how to do it at certain times and then there's the rest of your day. I'm working through something that's the rest of my day. That balance, we've discussed Avram Avinu. It says, He left his mace and he dealt with the Bnei Ches. That he didn't bring along his grief to all the activities of his life. I have seen guys, I'm working on something and then he's like heavy on all his friends. He's heavy on everybody around him. And I think that's a terrible Aveira. And I think that's a chesarn even in working on something. There's compartmentalizing, learning. I'm working on it, but I, I have other facets. I could, by the way, sit down with my chavrusa and not bring it along. I'm now learning the chavrusa. Great people. I once saw this in the Nefesh HaChaim. He describes great people have rooms inside of them. Successful people can leave that room. No, right now I'm not. They have a big thing that they're bothered by, and I'm leaving that. I don't have to stay in that room. I don't have to wallow in that room. I have other activities, but I'm not ignoring it. So what we ask in yeshiva is a very delicate balance. Nobody's saying to ignore this. Just, just stop it, you know. Push it away. Chas They see you're ignoring, pretending. Take down your walls. But then learn to live in other rooms, in other places. I want to say with Yaakov, a smiley, positive, he exudes positivity. And a whole year, last year, he elevated the yeshiva with such a beautiful smile and positivity. All the while visiting all the places that exist in all of us. All the while, it doesn't contradict, it doesn't have to look heavy. Because you're, you're capable of going to that room and leaving that room. 
I think that's a, such a healthy way. I think we all have that capacity. It doesn't have to be, well, if that room is real, then all, no, I, I, and I, I'm going to go back to visit. You have to learn how to open that door and then shut that door because I'm going someplace else right now. That's a very, very important skill. And I appreciate Yaakov the functioning with such happiness, all the while visiting places and with the honesty, but the balance that Yaakov displayed was very, very encouraging and exciting, makes him so delicious to be around. So welcome home, Yaakov Manila. Welcome home. Thank you. There's, there's, I always said on my Rebbe, my Rebbe's a busy person and always looks bored. The balance of being a person who looks unhindered and like as if nothing's going on, because right now, that's Avram Avinu. Right now, he's the, I'm talking to this person. Why are they Meshubah? They're, they're stories of big people who went through severe loss, and they dealt. I, I have a Misa with somebody who's involved with Klai Yisrael, and I spoke to him a whole day, and his son told me a day or two later that my father was in Einim. My father had just lost his mother. You, I spoke to this kid like three times in a day, working on a bacher. Unbeknownst to me, the one I was talking to had just lost his mother. But he, he, he was dealing with this now, and he was able, he was very sad, very practical person, but he walked out of that room. That wasn't the room he had to wallow in. Wow, wow. Yehuda Schwimmer's home. Yehuda, Yehuda, you know what it feels like? It feels like the door opened up like a gust of wind. Like I, all our yamak is almost blew off. Like, <laughs> welcome home, Yehuda. For you, we're doing like a, a fast song, a fast song. Yehuda, we're doing a fast one for you. We're not doing chaykels, nigga. Give me well, you did Shabbos, the fast song. Let's go, let's go for chaykel. Fisher, Imre, Tereschayim, Reb Center, Merkaz, Reshet, wherever yeshiva is, but then we have built-in Adira, that any time you're having a bad day or a bad week, you need a pickup, that's for all the yeshivas. There's Chaikol's Dira, 